coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. Know who you are at the heart of you, because then you can move forward with clarity of who you are and confidence in taking that next step. And sometimes it's just finding that confidence to live fully where you are right now because you are living in that sweet spot. So the core mm -hmm. is this. Basically, you lean into what are your core characteristics and convictions. So you basically identified the top three to five um, values, pull that in. And then the next, the O is the operating, your optimal operating strengths and opinions. This is where I really think the sweet spot is because what I like people to do is do things faster, not slow. Mm -hmm. Don't be like mm -hmm. me. Don't take decades to figure this out. Take advantage of all the psychologists who are curious about how humans work. Do personal assessments. The top two that I really like are the Clifton Strengths because it works from the premise of identifying what your talents are. Mm -hmm. Stop working to be like the person next to you. Be you. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Sherry Eifler, who is the founder and CEO of Our Connection Point. So if you've listened to some of the other podcasts, you probably are aware that I'm a big geek when it comes to core values and personal development. And today's episode was exactly that. We talk a lot about the benefits that can be realized by going through and doing certain exercises and knowing and understanding who you are as a person. Uh, Sherry helps companies and individuals find what they're supposed to be doing in this world, right? So if you're an individual, and actually if you're a company too and you're struggling with what, what are we supposed to be doing, what, you know, what am I good at, what are my, what are my core values, Sherry is going to be a person that you're going to want to reach out. And obviously listen to this episode because again, we get into some of the techniques that she uses and what to look for and some of the realizations that will happen after you go through these processes. Uh, we talk about a story about how Sherry was helping a, a group from the U.S. Army uh, go through this exact same process. And again, we, we think of the Army as these big rough and tough guys and you know, they're not going to do this, but she said, she talks a little bit about the, the transition, the, the transformation that these soldiers uh, end up making and, and going through and, you know, just how they come together as a group uh, after they've gone through this experiment. So uh, really, really great episode today. A lot of uh, advice that you can use to, you know, start going down that path in your own life. Uh, but really highly suggest if this if you're unhappy with where you are in life, if you own a company and you feel like there's 
something missing, you know, maybe your team members feel like there's something missing, uh, listen to this episode. Sherry is going to hopefully shed some light on all of those different topics. So with that, I hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce. My dinner table when I grew up, it was a fun table. My mom wasn't the best cook, mm-hmm. but she <laughs> did her best. Yeah. And like she grew up and the big meal was macaroni and cheese around okay. her table. And so <laughs> the best story I think is in the invitation of my husband to the first dinner at our home. Mm-hmm. And my mom made scalloped potatoes and ham and there was too much pepper in it, but my husband still put pepper Oh, he wanted more, huh? (laughs) Well, he hadn't tasted it yet. Okay, okay. So, so that was kind of my husband's introduction to, okay, she, your mom can't cook, but I'm going to just believe that you can. (laughs) But it was conversational. We, family dinners were important. I grew up with one younger brother and we Mm -hmm. grew up in a small town and lived on a lake. So it was usually rushed so we could get back outside. Yeah, yeah. You guys lived, lived your lives outside, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way we grew up. We we grew up by a lake too. And we were always out playing, swimming, you know, catching, catching things in bottles and all that stuff. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So would you say that you were exposed to any type of entrepreneurialism or anything like that growing up at all? Or is that something that hit you later on in life? You know, I didn't know what it was called, but my dad was an entrepreneur. Okay. What did he do? He started a energy business. So when they first started out with like the little, they were called no Watts and they would connect to light bulbs and they would save like these big warehouses, tons of money in Mm -hmm. energy costs. And so he, he did that and I was his bookkeeper and how old were you when you were doing the bookkeeping? I was in high school and yeah. So I wasn't like the the financial bookkeeping, but I was like doing all the invoices and, and yeah. recording stuff. But still, that 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 gives you you know quite a leg up just being able to see sort of the inner workings of how a business works, you know, money in, money out, expenses, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, and then he and on this and that was on the side because he actually was a real estate entrepreneur and he okay. owned lots of home like apartments for um, students at Michigan State University. Oh, very cool. Yeah, is that so. is that where you guys grew up at? Was this in Michigan? Yeah, I grew up just outside of East Lansing there, and my other job was helping clean up after college students as they moved out, (laughs) and mowing lawns, and painting, and all sorts of things, so my, you know, one of the things that I learned later in life about my parents was they were voted the number one, not tenants, but the uh, landlords for that area, Okay. So they, they, people appreciated what they were doing, you know, in their, their communities and that, huh? Yeah. And I think it's because they brought their faith into what they did. So Mm -hmm. we grew up as a Christian family and, and they brought that into, they saw as a service to the Mm -hmm. students, not Mm -hmm. the students were doing something for them by renting their property. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great perspective you know, in any business really, you know, that you're serving other people and, and you hear people say that now and then, but it's a great, it's a great reminder to, to, you know, kind of take a step back and make sure that if you do have a business that you are, you know, they're trying to serve other people and, you know, it's not, you know, they're 
trying to make money, it's, you know, the service side of things is first. So that's a great, that's a great reminder, great perspective. Yeah. So, so, so what happened? Uh, did you go to college? Did you, you know, what, what were some of the next steps that you took, you know, in your upbringing to, to bring you to where you, you know, got into today or what were, you know, where you're at today? Oh, that's a fun question, Matt. So I was the first in my family to go to college. Okay. And when I went to college, I thought that I was going to go to college, get my degree to be a teacher. And then I was going to come back to my hometown and live happily ever after in my hometown as a teacher. And because that's what I grew up pretending I was a teacher and I had that passion, but fast forward, I come out of college with, and literally when I graduate, I am a homeowner. Okay. I am an army wife. I'm a commissioned second lieutenant and no, I'm not teaching. I have a degree in public health education with a minor in business administration. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, you just never know where life is going to take you once you take that one step. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what were some of your next steps that, that you, you started taking? Obviously, the, you know, the army was there you know, you had some, some schooling, you know, in business and that, did you, did you start any companies earlier on and, and, you know, I guess you make them grow or was it not till later on that you started, you know, pursuing that side of things? I did not start, well, I tried, I tried, so I was in active in the army for five years. And Mm -hmm. so that was a lot of fun. So being a dual military and moving around, that was fun. And then when I got out, I was trying to figure out who I was because when I got out, it was time to start the family. So I was pregnant with our first child. And so I thought I would become a Mary Kay consultant. Okay. I am not a (laughs) salesperson in that way, but you know, you got to try things to find out what you're good at not. And and I think it was my dad's entrepreneur spirit within him that just made me go, okay, you got to be doing something. You got to be doing something. And so I, I literally went on this journey for years trying to figure out what exactly am I supposed to be doing now and trying to reestablish my identity because I think a lot of people don't realize it, but we t- attach and tie our identity to what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And so I went on this like self-help journey and I, I consider myself a self-help junkie. And then finally I realized you are not what you do, Sherry. You have to get in touch with who you are at the heart of you. And once I actually took the time to do that, because it was like move after move, I kept on thinking, oh, I'll find myself in this next place. Mm-hmm. Never did until I really dove into to find out who I was at the heart of me and realized that I bring something unique to everything that I choose to do. Because I did a lot of volunteering. So I was really involved with leadership, Protestant Women in the Chapel, which is the women's Bible study, and really just bringing teams together. And I didn't realize it, but I was using my degree all along because I was educating women. I was running a small business because we did have a pretty decent budget. Yeah, yeah. But And so all those little experiences led to once I finally, you know, my kids were grown and I was, I was told that a presentation that I had presented needed to become a Bible study. Okay. Okay. And I was like, what? And so I, I dove into that and in the process of really diving into that, I realized that I had discovered 
like your podcast says, a secret sauce. Mm-hmm. That leaning into your own personal identity and untying yourself from what you do as being who you are, you know, defining who you are is really important because Mm -hmm. what that does is you're able to take that into whatever you do. So like my dad did with his, you know, entrepreneurship, he took his faith into what he does. Mm -hmm. And so I've developed what I call my strong core process and I help people through this. Um, identify who they are at the heart of them, recognize that everything that they do is an, is an enhancement to who they are and they take who they are into it. So like our role, we look at our roles, our relationships, activities, and groups. Those are kind, those are like our uniform and shoes. We step into them because we identify with them. They don't identify us. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of the direction that I went. And that kind of led me into, okay, I'm going to start a business because people need to know about this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I think you know, starting off, I'm curious, like th- there's obviously a lot of people that are unhappy with what it is that they're doing today. And I think that there's there's a couple of different types of people. There's certain people that you know may not necessarily want they're not happy, but they may not necessarily want to change or know how to change. And then there's the other people that maybe much like yourself, that you always felt unfulfilled, you know, with whatever it is that you were doing and, and you didn't feel like it was, it was, um, you know, a good use of your time. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, how do you, how do you identify if you are in the spot that, you know, you feel like you should be in. I mean, even if maybe you're, maybe you're in a job that you're completely happy with, but there's, you know, something else that you feel like there might be, you know, some other interest there. Is there any type of, I guess, identifier that you can, that you can say, or maybe this is is even part of your process that, you know, let's, let's explore what other options I may have, or is there something else? If there, if that question is there, is there something else better for me? You know, is there any type of, you know, self-exploration or, or anything that you can do to help, you know, sort of uncover that or, or, you know, start to move in a direction that might be more aligned with, you know, what your innate ability or innate should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And actually it totally aligns with my core process. So I, I I live in acronyms Okay. (laughs) and I live in acrostics. And so I created an acrostic to help people move through this into exactly what you said you feel the sensing that there's more you're mm-hmm. you're like feeling stuck and you're wondering okay is this all that there is to my life am i really living to my full potential and then some people are like oh my goodness i am so unhappy i'm mm-hmm. overwhelmed and i don't know what to do next and that's where i like to pull people in and say okay just go through this core process discovery know who you are at the heart of you because then you can move forward with clarity of who you are and confidence in taking that next step and sometimes it's just finding that confidence to live fully where you are right now because you are living in that sweet spot so the core is this basically you lean into what are your core characteristics and convictions. So you basically identified the top three to five um, values. 
pull that in. And then the next, the O is the operating, your optimal operating strengths and opinions. This is where I really think the sweet spot is because what I like people to do is do things faster, not slow. Don't be like me. Don't take decades to figure this out. Take advantage of all the psychologists who are curious about how humans work. Do personal assessments. The top two that I really like are the Clifton Strengths because it works from the premise of identifying what your talents are. Mm -hmm. Stop working to be like the person next to you. Be you. Discover yeah. what you do best and and like build into that. And then the other is the Maxwell method of DISC because it's a personality and communication and communication we need in everything that we do. Sure. Yeah. And you can marry those together and then you're empowering yourself to go to greater heights. You're empowering yourself with new clarity and confidence because it confirms what you already know, or it makes you aware of things that you weren't aware of before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the R is responsible attention and responsible responses where our communication comes in. You know, why do we respond the way that we respond? Do we run to, to stressful situations or we do, do we go and hide? It's just personal awareness is really what the core is about. And then the final is the esteem and ego. Mm -hmm. You have to love who you are. Mm -hmm. And you can only love who you are and take that love into this world and make it a better place if you love yourself. Yeah. And so it's really, it's kind of just that wrapping up and going, you're unique. And people are like, well, what's the best, you know, strengths to have? And what's the best personality, you know, to have for disc? And I'm like, your style. Yeah. Yeah. The world needs you. Yeah. That makes sense. So, so you, you go through this, this process of, I guess, creating this menu of these, these different traits that are innate to you. Once you have this, this, this list of, you know, personality traits or menu of, you know, how you evaluate or how you deal with different situations, is there a way to be able to plug that into like your personality, you know, is, is, you know, tends to like these types of positions or this type of job or whatever it might be. So, so you create your menu and then you kind of plug yourself into whatever that position tells you. Well, and that's where, since I'm an executive director with the John Maxwell team, I have all of these tools that they have created that if that's what you're looking for, I have the ability to say, okay, let's head on over to this venue and we can dig deeper into that. Usually people go through this process and light bulbs start coming on. They get confirmation. They know what they really, if you go to my masterclass, we help, I help people like dig into their why. Not only do they know who, next is the why I'm here and the what am I supposed to be doing with it. And, and I didn't really mention it, but the foundation to really discovering your core and being able to live your life with greater purpose is knowing your spiritual foundation. Because if you don't come to this looking from a place of hope, you're not going to be open to receive all that you're going to see receive about yourself and and when we don't have hope in a higher divine power it's hard for us to have a positive self-esteem yeah that so. makes sense so so that's an interesting point about you know your mindset coming into something like this 
and I'm sure that you've probably run across the people that, you know, they're again, unhappy with whatever it is that they're doing today. And I, I would assume that a lot of people's main motivation is, is the money side of things. I want to make more money. I want to, you know, be more, you know, more profitable. Do you feel like those types of people are sort of setting themselves up for failure if they're coming in, you know, what else can I do to make more money? Or is there, is that sort of part of this, this evolution where you sort of, you know, open up their mind to the other side of things? Like you said, you want to come in, you know, with the, this, this hope mentality and this ability to be able to see what else you know, potentially could be there. You know, so, so I guess the, the question is, is, you know, coming into this, starting this, you know, is there is there the the monetary mindset that would sort of block your ability to be able to see, you know, what the true potential is, or is there a different? I guess what is the best way, the the best type of mindset to come into, you know, to embrace this this type of a change that you're looking for in your life? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I just want to start out and say, wanting to make more money is not a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. a good thing, mm-hmm. but if that is the main focus, you are so right, Nat, you are going to miss out because you're going to come in with a a bias window full of dollar signs Mm -hmm. rather than a discovery mindset, because going through this, it's a discovery mindset. And, and what I want to actually kind of drop in here is because I like to work with organizations and. Hey, it's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've been involved in the multifamily real estate realm for a while. It's something that I truly, truly enjoy, and I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling it the MultiWiser Deal Room. It's a community of individuals just like you who want to get wise about multifamily real estate investing, developing, and even owning and managing your own complexes. You'll be able to network with people from all sections of the industry, from investors looking for deals, project managers looking for investors, real estate brokers, property management agencies, contractors, remodeling experts, finance gurus, you name it, we're going to have it in the network. I've been at this for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one of these projects happen. And the MultiWiser Deal Room is my attempt to shorten your learning curve and get you plugged into leading experts fast who can help you close your own deals. We start off with a video glossary of over 150 commonly used terms to increase your understanding and help you get moving. Also included in the community are training videos to help you be successful, like how to put together a pitch deck, build a team, and so much more. We're going to have live interactive Zoom calls where you can ask your questions and learn from people who are actually out there in the industry doing it. For more information, go to multiwiser.com. If you're coming into this, if you're like, if this is something that's identifying with you, bring your organization along with you because 60 to 90% of businesses fail because they do not, because of human relations. And so if you bring your, if you know who you are at the heart of you and you bring that into your business and then you bring your team in and you know who they are, you know, their values, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. their core, and then you can develop this core for your business And then you're moving forward with a unified purpose and you're building your team up because, and and also if people are, you know, money, they, some people may have chirped up and go, okay, money, they're talking money now. 
another thing to remember is if you like personal development and professional development, I could look at it as an insurance policy, right? Mm -hmm. We get insurance for things that are important to us. So we're important. People are important because our businesses cannot thrive and they will not attract people if your people are not happy, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not surviving. So when businesses that focus in on professional development make 20 to 40% more than businesses that don't because their people can serve customers. The people Mm -hmm. that you're drawing in, they're, they're doing it because they're serving from a place of power and confidence. And also they feel like their company values them. Yeah. 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 No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. The company is helping build them up and, and that. So, so is part of, is part of the, the process and I guess looking at this from an individual perspective and also a, a corporate perspective or company perspective is part of it, you know, establishing your own personal core values first. This is, you know, what my core beliefs are. And again, if you're dealing with it individually, it can be more of an I statement. And if it's, you know, the corporate you know, side of things, it's more of a we type type statement. Is that is that you know part of the process? Uh, you know, on both sides of that. It is. It is, and it's really the teams that I've taken through this is really it's it's fun because individual light bulbs are going off, mm-hmm. and so people are starting to get stronger and confident in them. And as like a business owner, if I know knowing who I am. I can then take those values into my company and in my workplace, I am not compromising myself. Yeah. And then what happens is then once the, you know, the leadership understands this, they've identified this and they've, you know, it's team building, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. at the same time. And then you bring your team alongside and they do this. It's just like one of those synergy type things because you're just building every everything up. And so you're building the team and then you're bringing everybody kind of in a unity of focus. And mm-hmm. it's, it's fun to see how everybody fits together. And the other thing is, is when you do this and you discover the strengths of those people on your team, mm-hmm you're going to, you get so much more done. Yeah. Yeah. Because you plug people into doing the things that they're naturally talented at instead of asking them to do things that just are not their thing. So for example, like I have learned so much about technology, right? Doing Mm -hmm. a business. Oh my goodness. It is not my strength. So it will take me four hours to do something where if it's someone's strength, yeah. it takes them like 20 minutes to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just get so much more pro- productivity when we pull the team together and we understand them. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. So it, it's really interesting. We've, we've covered core values and, and, you know, that mindset quite a bit on, on the show here. And uh, it's always, you know, the successful companies have established their core values. They, they, they talk about them. They, you know, they, they, they instill them in their, their company. And, and there's the other side of people, which, you know, we don't normally interview those types of people, but maybe they've created their core values and they just, you know, sit on a shelf. They never talk about them. They never you know, express them or anything like that. It's just, it was just an exercise that they went through. I'm assuming that you, you know, obviously you've taken people through that process where they establish their core values. 
and maybe you've talked to people that you know have said you know sort of poo pooed on it where you know oh, we've done that before and you know maybe I don't need that. Is there? Can you explain what the what the outcome looks like from a a company that may have done you know the the core values and actually using the core values where they where they came from and where they are you know now after they've after they they've explored that like what are some of the transitions some of the benefits some of the realizations that they're now enjoying today that they realize through that process yes i mostly work with faith groups right now okay. yep. um, so they what you see is you see greater productivity mm-hmm. and you see greater community mm-hmm. once they've done this and you do see new new growth individually and then new growth in their like new products that they're not products but new ministries that they're bringing mm-hmm. forth and mm-hmm. stuff like that so it it sparks creativity and I think that's something that a lot of companies want to tap into but mm-hmm. it's difficult to do it so going through this process and also it gives a new freedom mm-hmm. because going through a process like this with your team gives them freedom to discuss and bring things forward in a new way and it expands communication and ultimately it gives people the connection and making them want to be committed and loyalty so -hmm. you see more loyalty rather than people like oh this isn't for me anymore and they drop the two weeks notice and they're out the door yeah Um, so it it really it empowers people, it brings them together, and it and it, it puts them on the path to greater success. Yeah, yeah. So, so that you know, one of the last things that you were talking about there, you know, on the loyalty side of things, you know, I, I would imagine that this probably works twofold, right? Like you said, if you go through this process and someone realizes, you know, this just isn't the right place for me, you know, it's it's a it's a good realization for them you know, and, you know, everyone involved. So maybe plucking away a, a thorn that maybe you had, you know, in the company before, and also from a, you know, a, a looking forward perspective, you're bringing in new people, you can, you know, present these, you know, these core values and beliefs to them so that you make sure that you're attracting a person that, you know, has similar interests, similar, you know, similar core values you know, so, so you're going to get someone that fits very well with, with your team as well. Would, would you agree with that? Exactly. You, that opens the door for twofold for employees that just don't fit mm-hmm. with, with the company, but are hanging around because they have wanted to hang around. But now yeah. this realization gives them the freedom to, to move on to the next place. And then it also widens the perspective and gives the the hiring staff like better, like they can identify when they need to hire somebody and yeah. they can identify what they need, who they're looking for. Like it becomes a much clearer picture of this is the type of person that we're, we're pulling in. And then also as a interviewee for mm-hmm. a job, if somebody's laying out and showing that they've done this and that they care about their employees enough to say, Hey, this is, do you align with this? Does this fit? Mm-hmm. I, for me, that would make me be like, Oh, this, this is a place that I want to be because yeah. 
I'm more than a number on their staff. Yeah, yeah. And I would imagine I've, it's been, I, I haven't worked for anyone since I've been about 20 years old or so, but I would imagine that companies that, that present themselves in that way stand out a hell of a lot more than, you know, a company that's just doing the typical, you know, this is what we're looking for, you know, just the, the typical run of the mill thing. So, you know, you're, you're always trying to stand out in every possible way that you possibly can. And this is a great way to be able to, to do that while unifying the entire team as well. Yeah, we're always, we're always looking to bring in the superstar talent. And so that gives you an edge, especially in today's world where people are walking away from jobs like we've never heard them before because they're not satisfied. Yeah. And so if companies can step, you know, step up to the plate like this and actually start saying, you know what, I value people and not just the people we serve, but I value the people that are that I serve as the owner and mm-hmm. in this company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. So you focus primarily on faith-based businesses, correct? Do you do do any other types of businesses at this point at all? I am open to help any organization that that aligns with my values. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's a great way to be able to to, Um, even, you know, filter your own, your own clients in that. That, That's great. And because my heart really is just, if I can help a business, I can help all the people that are Mm -hmm. in it. And so that is my heart there would have to be a, an extreme difference in my values for me to say, no, I don't think we're a good fit. Yeah. Maybe you want to try this person over here. But yeah, I help faith-based. I help others. I actually got into a army experiment um, huh. where I was able to share this information with soldiers. And that was interesting. It happened in 2019 and then 2020 happened. And yeah. So, but it was so amazing to watch the change happen because I got to be in person with them twice mm-hmm. and then the rest was virtual. I only spent a total of six hours with them. And at the end of going through this, I said, can you tell me who else needs this? And they said, our whole chain of command needs this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, and, and I said, okay, how are you going to implement this? They're like, we're implementing it now and I'm using it at home with my family. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Love and it. So, and I think that's important to realize like another factor, if you're a business owner and you're bringing this in to your team, you're not only empowering them to be better in the workplace, you're also empowering them to be better in their relationships mm-hmm. at home and mm-hmm. building up families along with building a business. Yeah. And that's, that's interesting. There's, there's always, there seems to be like a, you know, a, a divide, right? This is our work life. This is our home life. And, you know, a lot of the things obviously don't translate back and forth, but, you know, being open to bring these learnings, bringing the, you know, the, the, the personal involvement, you know, home. I, I've, I, I love that. I never really thought of that. As far as the army is concerned, that that's really an interesting use case, I guess you picture, you know, all these, these guys that are all, you know, machismo and, you know, can't hurt me. And then you, you bring them together with the, with, you know, their core values in that were you working with like a, a team of people or was this individual, you know, individual people that, that came together you know, to, to, to learn this, this process for their own personal benefit. I'm just, I'm curious the context there, you know, how did, how did this group of, of people, you know, come together? 
So the army has excellent center to where they bring in, and this it's where they test new equipment Mm -hmm. that they're considering fielding and they're testing new ideas. So I was picked up with a, a company who was, had been selected to test their performance enhancing behavioral change and with soldiers. And so this was soldiers, which happened to be a just kind of thrown together squad of infantry soldiers. So it's all infantry men, younger, not like, well, they were a a range of 18 to like their late twenties. Okay. And so they were thrown together. They weren't even actually working together, but they were just thrown together for this experiment. And so that was my, that was my group. I was literally bringing a group that wasn't truly a team yet together. And between the actual physical performance that the one team was working with them and me working with them with um, mental and mindset performance, it was meshing together. And that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it was. so, so, so what did that, I guess, what did that look like? You know, you, again, you have these individuals that I'm sure have all of their own upbringings. They don't necessarily, I mean, I, well, they, I guess they do have, you know, similar interests because they're, you know, they're all in the army and that, but they might be doing completely different things, you know, in that context. Was there, was there any type of similarity between, you know, their mindsets where that, you know, what they felt was important or, you know, did they, did they come to an agreement that, you know, yes, these are our core values as a group, you know, this might be the only time we're together, but, you know, we all agree that this is, you know, this is the, the sort of the guiding principles that we're going to use, you know, in our lives moving forward. Did they, did they all come to, to together and agree on that? Well, that's, see, I didn't get to go through my core process with okay. that. Okay. What I got, what I was hired to do was to take them through the disc and then to give them other team building. But of course I threw my principles into it, but they didn't work on it. But I, I showed them how understanding each other and the different ways that they communicate and the different ways that they look at life Mm -hmm. that through those lenses that they would be able to, you know, appreciate one another more and be able to actually work together in a better way and communicate well. Because I always, if there's one thing we will all need to improve on until the day we take our last breath, it is our ability to communicate. Sure. Yeah. Because we all communicate and it's more than what comes out of our mouth. It's our facial expressions. It's our body language. It's everything. So they improve their communication with each other and they were able to recognize the different focus that people had. So there's the what people and the who people. The who people are all thinking about people and who they're going to be with and what they're going to do with people and people are on the the top of their brain. Then there's the what people who want to know all the the details about how we're going to make something happen and the tasks that are at hand. The army is very task oriented, but Mm -hmm. do you know that 80% of people are people oriented? Interesting. Interesting. So I, I kind of help them understand why they struggle at times with the army's way of doing things, but it, you know, it's just awareness. A lot of life is awareness. And once you become aware of something, you can navigate it 
with so much more clarity, confidence, and grace. And, and so I watched this team come together and appreciate one another. Yeah. Love it. Which doesn't normally happen. <laughs> there, yeah. Yeah. You know, you've got and, the dynamics and but the, my best story is, and it just keeps coming to my mind, Matt. So I think I I'm supposed to share it. So one of the younger soldiers was English was his second language. He was originally from, I believe it was Japan. And I have them go around to quotes and the room and stand by the quote that means the that means the most to them and then share with the group. And he went to a quote and he was all by himself, but everybody else was, you know, partnered up. So I went over and I was talking to him. I said, okay, so tell me about this quote and why it means something to you. And um, I can't remember the quote at this point, but he, it was a total flip on how I perceived the quote. And he says, doing, he said, I, this quote reminds me that because of who I'm with, I am a bad A, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, A-S-S. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and this kid went from saying almost zero in the group to just coming alive. He goes, and the, it, he goes, I'm a bad, you know, yeah. because of who I serve with. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And I was like, Wow. And so I asked him if he would share with the group and he did. And everybody just came right around him and they had no idea that, you know, he felt that way because of them, because he grew up constantly being bullied. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. So, so if, if I wanted to, to take steps, you know, to, to go through this process, what type of information would I need to bring to the table? Do I need do I need anything, or is it just an open mindset and willingness to to learn? You know these these skill sets. Really, it's it's just like an open mindset. One willingness to learn, and a plan to do the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because so many people will come and they'll listen to something, they'll gather information but they never make the appointment with themselves to do the work. Yeah. And the, you, I can talk to you all day about things I can give, you can do personal assessments and everything. And, but if you take them and you put them on the shelf, it does, you no good. Yeah. So being intentional about moving forward afterwards. And really, I, I always say, bring someone along on the journey with you mm-hmm. because then you have an accountability partner. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and are these are you doing these virtually today, or are they are they uh, in person? My next class is virtual, just because I'm in Alaska, mm-hmm. and I don't want to limit myself to just the Alaska group right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my next one is in April, and I limit these I uh, to twenty people because I want people. I don't want the group to be so big that people are intimidated to mm-hmm. connect, mm-hmm. and so yeah, so I'll I just keep rolling them out and I love it. Yeah, that's great. That is great. Sherry, if people wanted to learn more about you or your 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 services, what would be the best way to to learn more or reach out and get in touch? Right now, it's at my uh, website. So it's my name SherryEifler.com, and on there you can explore and find all the things that I'm offering. If you're specifically interested in the core or the masterclass, just go in the search button and write core 
or masterclass and it'll take you right to where um, you want to find because I will admit there's a lot of my website because I'm an author and a speaker ah. so I've got books and all sorts of stuff there but I love it love it Sherry this is this is a topic that I could go on and on and you know keep keep talking more more about so maybe one of these days we'll have to have you back on again and we can you know dive into some more specifics but this has been fantastic love love learning about you know how other people are making themselves better and you know, the learnings and, and teachings, you know, from those experiences. So kudos to you for, for bringing that to people's lives. Love it. Thank you so much. This has been a joy to, to talk with you. No problem. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.